welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, September 29, 2021, and Dr. Rick and I are coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. This week at Lifeline, we actually have all of our staff in town, 185 staff members from 16 different states together this week to get on the same page, to talk about the, the gospel hope that Lifeline is pronouncing. We seek to equip the body of Christ to bring this beautiful gospel, to manifest this beautiful gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. And today we're in for a treat. We're actually going to replay a podcast we shared some four years ago when Dr. Rick and I were in India for a global orphan conference, a global orphan get together. And I had the opportunity to sit down with a dear friend, Billy, Billy Chanway, and he was able to tell us about the founding of Orphan Sunday. Orphan Sunday is the second Sunday in November where not just the American church, the global church reaches out to care for and to love on orphans and to rally the church and mobilize the church to care for orphans and vulnerable children. So I'm excited to replay this interview and Dr. Rick and I will be able to also help you know some resources that Lifeline has, some resources you can get to make Orphan Sunday a reality at your church. But before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about a promo today. And our promo is about Vessels of Hope. And this is a ministry to orphan and vulnerable children through monthly giving. And that ministry is only possible through the body of Christ as we walk hand in hand with those people who give of their time, their knowledge, and their resources. Vessels of Hope is a faithful community of monthly donors. You can see our show notes to find out more about how to become a part of this impactful group. We'll we'll send you a a limited edition t-shirt, a Vessels of Hope t-shirt. You can always go to lifelinechild.org backslash Vessels of Hope or go to our website and donate and become a monthly donor to be, be a part of Lifeline's Vessels of Hope. Well, Dr. Rick, uh, Billy, Billy Chandway is a dear friend, but honestly, he's someone you introduced me to. Uh, you knew Billy before I knew Billy, and you really knew Billy even before you were at Lifeline. So you've known Billy a long time and have shared his heart for the local church and for mobilizing the local church. But I think what's so cool about this interview is people get to hear from the founder of Orphan Sunday. I think a lot of people in the United States may have no idea that Orphan Sunday actually originated in Africa. So can you tell us a little bit more about Billy and give us an update on his life? Yeah, Herbie. Um, you know, Billy's just a dear friend and, and somebody that we've had the the opportunity to journey with over the years in, in ministry. And um, it's been fun. It's been fun to to for me to be able to share Billy with you and for you guys to build a relationship and, and build a friendship as well. And and to do that around something that we all um, you know hold near and dear to our hearts and you know, caring for the vulnerable. Um, Billy, this obviously there's a lot that's transpired in the last four years since uh, you created or, or, or recorded that interview. Um, Billy actually has um, is a cancer survivor, had a bout with uh, with cancer a couple of years ago prior to the pandemic. And and uh, but, uh, you know, not only survived, but has thrived through 
you know, through treatment and is cancer free today and praise the Lord, just, um, you know, very excited about what, what's happened in his life physically. Um, his, his family's also relocated. And so the last time uh, we talked to him, he was in South Africa and was, uh, was working in churches all over Southern Africa, but with South Africa as his base, uh, he and his family are now back in Zambia. And, and so they have taken uh, le- a leadership role in a denomination in Zambia, really looking at mobilizing a denomination uh, toward orphan care, um, and, and, but, but taking re- a real trans-denominational approach to that. He's still the, uh, the, the executive director of Together Africa Without Orphans, and, uh, and really has had an amazing uh, opportunity even over the course of the pandemic to pour into churches and to pour into leaders in Africa um, among the body of Christ that are, that are seeking to, to care for the most vulnerable during you know, this challenging uh, pandemic season. It's funny, as you and I record this today, one of the things that we're going to have the privilege of doing tomorrow is we actually have, as a result of Alter 84 and our global orphan care ministry here at Lifeline, we're convening a group of leaders from all over Africa on Zoom, and we'll be having a um, a, a bit of a conference day with uh, some teaching and encouragement from our brother, uh, Rafael Kajubi from, um, from Uganda, but then Billy is actually going to be talking a little bit about the state of the orphan crisis in, uh, in Africa. And he'll be, he'll be with us from Zambia tomorrow. So it feels very fresh, uh, having had some of those recent conversations just to catch up and man, we're just really thankful for what God continues to do in his life. And ultimately, uh, the way that we've all been ministered to by, um, by something that started in a small community in Kalingalinga in, in Zambia and the realization that, um, that the church needed to rise up and needed to do something to, uh, to care for orphans in their community, in, in, in a community that had been really ravaged by the AIDS crisis. And so Billy calling one church in one small community in the middle of Zambia has resulted now into hundreds of nations around the world that are going to Going, going to observe Orphan Sunday uh, and, and are going to come together to pray for and to strategize and, and ultimately to work toward um, caring for the fatherless in, in Jesus' name. And, and we, you know, we get to participate in that because this dear brother, who's a friend of ours, because God gave him a burden for doing something right there in his own community. Billy, will you just introduce yourself and tell a little bit about who you are and kind of how the Lord has led you into ministry? Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is uh, uh, Billy Chondwe, married uh, with uh, four children. Uh, we, we are based in Pretoria, South Africa, and it's good to be on your program today. Absolutely. Well, I know that the Lord has you and your wife and your family working uh, very strategically in Pretoria with orphans and vulnerable children through the local church. And talk a little bit more about your work and what the Lord has allowed you to do there in Pretoria. Uh, yes, what has uh, happened is that um, after seeing Orphan Sunday growing to where it is now, then when it started, uh, 
we felt the Lord was leading us to relocate from Zambia mm. to South Africa. Mm. And uh, our years in South Africa now, it's almost seven years. Mm. We have seen that um, there was literally no often Sunday celebration. Mm. The concept of uh, engaging the church uh, through the platform of often Sunday was not there. But as we speak now, we have over 50 churches that celebrate Orphan Sunday. When we look back from 2012, when we went there, until today. Uh, uh, and through that, we have seen adoption. We have seen um, churches working together. And that has been uh, very, very exciting to see the Lord doing that. Amen. Well, talk about how important it is to that the, the church in Africa is engaged, not because of a Western idea, but because of something that the Lord has birthed in them. Just just talk about the importance of, of the mobilization of the church in Africa by Africans as opposed to a, a Western movement. Thank you so much for asking uh, that question because that has been one of uh, uh, our core uh, area to uh, motivate the key church leaders to do that because we are coming from a background where uh, the church uh, never had the biblical view of why we should be engaged in orphan care. It was more of like what other companies do, a, a social responsibility. Right. So our paradigm shift came in through our interaction with you and others who support the uh, gospel-centered uh, 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 way mm. of doing orphan care ministry. And what I mean by that was that the church was now motivated mm. to say, it's not just a program, this is the heart of God. Right. This, is, this is what breaks God's heart and how can you be involved? So the church... Uh, moved from seeing it as a social responsibility mm. to a place where they now understand that this is a mandate from God mm. that he has given the church to do. So that as a starting point, mm. we are seeing the church responding from that uh, perspective mm. that uh, uh, they are leaving the scripture mm. to do what God has called the church to do. And this is to care for orphans. And the positive part of that has been that uh, it is changing uh, in a way uh, pastors, churches, in most cases it was only the followers, the members. Mm. Maybe they have money, they will do something. But now, apart from the paradigm shift of seeing it as a biblical call or mandate from God, but there is also a way the leaders also now are getting involved. It's not just left to the few, but it is for everyone within the church. And this includes leaders and everyone to know that it's not for the few to obey, but it's for everyone. And this is so exciting because we have now seen local adoption. We have now seen uh, people giving and supporting this noble cause. Amen. Well, I know for a lot of folks in the West, you know, the East Africa, North Africa gets a lot of attention. Um, and South Africa doesn't, for whatever reason, get as much attention. And really, they even the southern tip of Africa. So talk a little bit about the needs of South Africans and the needs of folks in Zimbabwe and how, how the church can be praying for uh, our sisters 
and brothers in South Africa and in the southern part of Africa. Wow, that is a, a very a good and a great opportunity that uh, the global church or uh, brothers out there could be given an opportunity to to have a glimpse of what is happening. Basically, uh, the Southern Africa, especially South Africa, uh, the government had prescribed on how we could look after the orphans mm -hmm. and they had attached support that if you do this and this then the government would support you mm -hmm. and then sometimes to do it differently and differently in this way could mean different strategies that mm -hmm. are contrary to what the government wants to do and because of that we need prayers that uh, the government could let the church be the church mm -hmm. yeah we are not taking the government should not take the place of the church or the church mm -hmm. take the place of the government. But I think it's one of the components that uh, prayer should be directed to where, where the government in South Africa mm -hmm. could allow the church be the church mm -hmm. because we are bringing to the table what they don't have. Right. And this is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that could only transform. And because of that, let the church take its role. Then secondly, the church should not compromise that part. Mm. Compromise because they will not receive fund or what, mm. but stand uh, uh, with conviction mm. that uh, God is in this and God will make a way for provision mm. and other things that is needed. Uh, 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 one of the other prayer points could be shared vision, mm. where uh, we come to a place as a body of Christ to say methods may differ, but we are all presenting one. We are representing the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. We are taking in the gospel. So we have a common uh, place where we can unite for this cause and uh, not allow other things to, 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 to clip in and, uh, and uh, cause the division or lack of unity because we are strong when we work together mm. and our voice can be heard when it's one but a united voice and united based on the principles of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even as we serve, we serve the, 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 the orphan or the vulnerable in, um, in our society. So uh, that's, those could be my pressing uh, uh, prayer points. But the needs right now in the southern region is number one that the church should be heard because we are advocating for policies that would kind of help uh, with issues surrounding children. There are quite a number of policies that are not friendly. We haven't seen much of adoption in this area because of either international or local adoption, because of certain policies that government have put in place and would reach out there for prayers that uh, as the church engage with the government and other policymakers that they would hear the cry of the church because the needs because of HIV uh, uh, in Botswana, in Namibia, in Zimbabwe, in Zambia. In terms of numbers, they may say it is decreasing, but when you visit uh, the slums, the townships, you find the reality and what's happening, it's very heartbreaking. And we seriously need uh, the government to hear 
the church and other key players in this so that um, uh, we can see children rescued, we can see children helped, we can see families restored to what they should be so that they contribute to the well-being of, uh, of the society or, yeah. or their family. So basically those um, are, are, are the prayer points yeah. and, uh, and the need. And as to why Southern Africa haven't received yet much attention, uh, my take on that is um, I think we are at a point where the government in South Africa particularly and Zambia uh, haven't given much platform that uh, the church come out the way in other places have come out. Yeah, so basically that's what I would say for now. Yeah, mm. well I know we've had some conversation about Western influence in Africa mm -hmm. and just a humility and a posture that we would pray that Westerners and the Western church would take in Africa to not believe that we have the curb on vision or that we have a vision, but to really support our brothers and sisters with, with vision. And so as a, as a leader in Africa and as a leader of a global movement in Africa towards Orphan Sunday, which has been so recognized and the Lord has used so well, can you just speak some wisdom into Westerners who want to help, they want to participate, they really want to partner? How, how can we do that well without drowning the voice of the African brother and sister and without really destroying what's happening in Africa. How can we partner well? What are some what are some true things that we can bring to the African church and African leaders? That is a very important uh, part of this uh, program. And uh, I pray that um, uh, what I'm about to say can be heard very well. Number one is that uh, it has been agreed upon that anything that works better must also take into consideration what is on the ground, mm -hmm. what is is working. And if the Westerner wants to partner and get involved in what's happening in Africa, there should be a recognition already what is happening, right. rather than just bringing like they are imposing or, 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 or they just come and say, okay, this is how you should do it. But they should recognize what is happening. Especially for me, my advice would be let's not kill what the Holy Spirit mm. is doing. Mm. Because in these uh, whole programs, we must recognize that we are a church, we are Christians, mm. and the power to change lives and whichever method we use is with God, mm. it's with the gospel, in the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's be sensitive to. Lack of better terms, I'll say respect mm. what is going on. Mm. And if we realize and engage in dialogue and communication, how do we sustain that? Mm. Because if the Westerners just bring a program and if they go, mm. the sustainability will not be there. Mm. So how do we sustain that? Mm. Is to recognize what are the local people doing. Mm. And, 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 and of course, there are other expertise mm. that the Westerner can bring in. But even as they bring in that, there should be some sense of we are partnering to support what they are doing, not just to leave a program and then they go, or to do a program annually or after three years, but it's something that even if they are not there, there's continuity. And for that to happen, 
the Westerner should come with a mindset of saying, uh, okay, is this what you are doing? And is this what the Lord is leading you to do? How can we support it? Mm -hmm. So that um, even if funding is not there, the program continues. Let, mm -hmm. let me go back to, this is one of the things that the Lord spoke to us when Orphan Sunday started. Because we used to have teams from Australia, and they will come, and when they come, there is change. Mm -hmm. But when they go, there is nothing. Mm -hmm. And we said, no, uh, let's leave out obedience to scripture, not waiting for somebody to visit us or to give us. As they are giving us, but we are still moving on. As they visit us, but we are still moving on. So that part where programs coming from outside are not coming to crush mm -hmm. what is already being done, mm -hmm. but coming to fuse in, and support, give necessary wisdom, uh, experience, uh, support where it's necessary, but not really create a dependence uh, that if they are not there, then the program could not go on because we are all doing it as obedience to what God is leading us to do. So if I were to give this a, 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 a small uh, 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 wisdom would be to recognize what is being done, and then especially being in the context of Christians, this is being done because of obedience to the Lord in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's not kill that. Mm. Let's support it by taking time to talk with the local and have them a great input mm. because we, you are coming in as outsiders. Your support is needed but is needed in the view of respecting what is being done and how can that continue. I think for me, at this stage in Africa, is very vital. Amen. And I would just remind you, brother, and then anyone who's listening, that we need to have the mindset of realizing, too, that just like you have offered so much to the global church through Orphan Sunday and through your advocacy, that we need to be listeners of each other. Um, because just, I love what you said, the Spirit of God is in us both, yeah. and the Spirit of God is moving, and there's so much that Africa can bring to the West as well, and I pray that in days to come and years to come, the Lord would allow leaders like you to have a greater voice in the West. Man, it's good to hear Billy's voice and hear that recording from four years ago, and certainly we apologize for the rustling of dishes and the noise in the background, uh, but literally Billy and I were huddled up in the corner uh, in, a, in a building in a conference center there in Bangalore, India, and that was about the most quiet place we could find, but I hope that you were able to hear his heart, you were able to hear just uh, the movement of the Lord that gave Billy this vision for Orphan Sunday, and Dr. Rick, you know, one of the things I loved is to know that this, this event has become so much of a catalytic event, a calendared event for the global church. Didn't originate in the United States, but it originated in Africa. However, tell folks how they can get involved with Orphan Sunday here in the United States. Yeah, well, you know, Herbie, as, as you alluded to, that that little thing that started in uh, in Kalingaling Zambia has has turned into a global movement where we all on the second Sunday of November have the opportunity um, to be able to absorb uh, observe Orphan Sunday. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the it's not even on the second Sunday in November. The, uh, the the truth is that we see churches all throughout the fall and all throughout the winter who who stop and take a Sunday just to really think about 
um, you know, what what our response should be in the body of Christ to to care for the fatherless, to care for vulnerable children in, in the name of Jesus. And so at Lifeline, we, you know, we want to honor this movement by providing some resources and helping churches to, to be able to take advantage of that day to really mobilize the entire body of Christ um, because there's something everyone can do. And as we say all the time, and we've said it here a lot on this podcast, that James 127 um, and, and the idea of, of caring and shepherding uh, vulnerable children and, and, and shepherding orphans and widows is is not something that's work that that just a few of us are called out to do, but it's something the entire church is called out to do. And really, Orphan Sunday kind of presents that microcosm of a Sunday and a day where churches can can focus and get everybody involved and show ways that practically everybody in the church can do that. And so we've put together some resources. If you if you will go to our website, lifelinechild.org backslash orphan dash Sunday. So the webpage is lifelinechild.org backslash orphan dash Sunday. Um, and that'll be in the show notes, but that will lead you to our Orphan Sunday resources where you will find uh, you'll find an ability to have small group and Sunday school lessons. There are all kinds of things that you can walk out um, and that you can find for helps for your congregation. There's stuff there for people who are thinking about adoption. There are ways to sponsor children and ways to give to particular um, projects that are uh, that are meeting the needs of orphan and vulnerable children and are doing that with the gospel at the forefront. There are ways to, um, to, to think about having a meeting in your church to call people together and having Lifeline to be a part of that. Um, you can even request a Lifeline speaker. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the fun things, Herbie and I both are, um, are in, in the process of going out several times over the course of the next couple of months to be able to, to speak to churches um, and we have folks on our staff here at Lifeline who are uh, preachers and teachers and folks that are comfortable speaking, and all of them um, are available to you to, to come to your church to talk about um, both the biblical call to care for orphan and vulnerable children, but then to talk practically about how we can do that as a church. We'll, we'll come preach a sermon. We'll come tell a story. Uh, we'll come man a table. Like we'll do anything really um, that, that would be appropriate. And, and here's the best thing, right? Like Lifeline, it, like it's, it's free. <laughs> like Lifeline will, if you'll help us get there, we'll come and we will, we'll invest with your congregation in, in any way that we can um, in order to be able to help you um, through an Orphan Sunday to be able to mobilize your congregation. And so, um, you know, who doesn't love a free deal, right, Herbie? I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, that, that, that's like a pretty cool deal. And, and it's one of our favorite things to get to do, to be out there with our, our friends and church partners and, and to be able to be a part of, of helping to, to put emphasis on a day like this. That's right. I mean, I absolutely love getting to travel around uh, so many different cities and even different states to really help churches see God's mandate to care for the orphan, but to care in such a way that we make the gospel known. And certainly, if, if like Dr. Rick said, if that you still, even a month out, need somebody to come and you know preach or deliver a sermon, uh, obviously, if you want Dr. Rick, you had to book that many years ago. Uh, you have to book <laughs> at least three or four years in advance to get someone with Dr. Rick's caliber. But myself and others are still available uh, if you'd like for us to come and maybe preach one. Uh, we certainly tease Dr. Rick. 
he is the celebrity around Lifeline. Uh, but certainly, I know he would love, even if he can't make it in November, to come to your church and to just show through God's Word the way that we can pronounce the gospel even more clearly by caring for the orphan and the vulnerable child. So the thing I love about Orphan Sunday is while we set aside the second Sunday of November, the truth of the matter is if your congregation decides next Sunday is Orphan Sunday, it's Orphan Sunday. And so it's, a, it's something that we can talk about year-round because it's not just about caring for children, it's ultimately a response to the gospel, and it's a way that we show the gospel. So like Dr. Rick said, if you need more information on Orphan Sunday, you can go to lifelinechild.org backslash orphan-sunday, or as always, go to the show notes to get more information. Thanks for listening to The Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review The Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast. Mm-hmm.